Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Victory Lane Vibes. And before we get started with this episode, as happy and excited as we are to bring this one to you as well, we want to take a moment of silence for a, a more somber occasion. In the last seven days, the last week, uh, the racing community has suffered two uh, tremendous losses across different disciplines. Uh, more recently, with the Formula Regional European Championship driver uh, Delano Venthoff, who died at a crash at Spa over the course of the weekend. Um, and a little bit more further back than that, uh, Chandra Johnson, wife of seven-time NASCAR Cup Series, Jimmy Johnson, uh, tragically lost her parents uh, and nephew as well in an incident. We would just like to extend our condolences, our thoughts and prayers to the family, and just have a moment of silence to remember them. We, they opened up a little small track in Danville called it Dixie Speedway. And uh, they wanted to get some black drivers. And uh, they thought they didn't know who to approach. So they went to the police department to find out what black guys had speeding records, things like that. So they told them they want somebody to drive a race car to see me. So that's how I started racing. did every I mean he he drove the car exactly what he did exactly what the car wanted him to do he got out early it was it looked like a little tight but he kept in the throttle and he got a good lap and wow way to go Bill. there you go Batman Tony Schumacher wins he is the champion for an eighth time but Antron Brown if Tony Schumacher loses becomes the first African-American to win an NHRA title to do it mate what a way to win your seventh world title for a little bit and uh but yeah like i said man what a what a week uh, it has been um and speaking of uh the week that it's been it was a really busy weekend but before we get into that Welcome once again to the Victory Lane Vibes podcast. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. Uh, obviously, I'm Carl, and uh, tonight we have uh, another full lineup for you. And I'll go ahead and let everybody just uh, say hey to you there. And uh, we have one another new member. That's the joy of us starting off as we get new people in all the time. So I'll let everybody go around and, and just say, hey, what's up? And then we'll uh, kind of dive into some other stuff here. I'll go first. 
what's up everybody um it's Bonte again of Bonte yes we got a, a good show planned for you guys uh Jared um back again we really do have a wild episode um y'all are gonna like this if you like last week you'll love this one hey uh it's Rashawn um here here again uh took a week off but uh now I'm back it's a very eventful weekend motorsports all over the world and uh we should have a good discussion hello everybody my name is Jamal I am new to the podcast, obviously, and I hope to be back sooner than later. Uh, just a little quick info about myself as a quick introduction. I'm 27 years old, live in the city of Chicago, and been an avid motorsports fan for like the past 20 years. So I'm excited, and um, I hope you guys all enjoy the podcast. Yeah, we're uh, we're happy to have uh, Jamal in also because. Uh, be, um, incredibly insightful and uh but yeah so uh a lot to talk about for this weekend um i mean a lot to talk about just from the last three hours uh <laughs> let alone the rest of it but uh yeah it's a big weekend um they had the they had the 24 hours at spa um which in itself is a big event um indycar was uh indycar was at um mid-ohio yeah. In Ohio, and uh, man, uh, Simon took a tumble. Uh, I that that was insane. I mean, like I said, to see that, and the, and the fact that they captured the the onboard footage of that too, so crystal clear, was just crazy, man. I'm so glad he just walked away okay on that deal. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first saw the crash, I was like, "What the hell?" But I'm glad. I'm very, very glad he's okay. Um, the arrow string did that. The arrow string did his job to make sure that he's safe. Sucks that um, he got. It sucks that that he um, got got a uh, concussion. But I hope he's come back. Hope, hope he come back soon and uh, finish uh, finish uh, the rest of this, this, this season. Yes, yeah, it's just shout out to the FIA, just making sure they pull over all the safety improvements from F one to the other series um had that car not been you know the way it was designed we may not have seen him literally walk away from the crash so just shout out to all the the safety improvements and the technology improvements in the cars and um hopefully he can um heal up and uh get back soon yeah i saw where he was out of the car uh for this weekend over g over his exposure g limits do you might know the number from that wreck? I do not. Yeah, it had to be an excessive amount. I mean, those things are already, I mean, high G, you know, exposure just driving them. So I cannot imagine what they had to have seen to have pulled him out. Um, but uh, yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, like I said, I'm glad that he was able to walk away. Uh, speaking of mid Ohio, um, our, our boy Miles Rowe, our, uh, our future. Uh, managed to sweep the races for USF 2000 as well. So shout out to him. And that was really cool to see. It's been, it's been cool to, to kind of follow his career and, and see his success. And, um, as I've been informed, because I am ignorant to some of this stuff, uh, this is a, basically a feeder seat into Indy Lights. Um, so hopefully it, he, uh, 
is able to get it to the next step and, and eventually be on the big stage. It'll be exciting to watch that deal. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out, obviously shout out to Miles Rowe as well, but you know, you know, we talked about, and he's 23 years old and I'm like, this dude does not look 23. <laughs> he looked he like was, he's 16 years old. Right. I thought he was like 15 at least. Dude, dude is, I'm, I'm older than him by, by one year. That's crazy. I'm older than him by like three, four years now. So it's crazy. I'm not going to get my age because I remember the floppy disk. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not following for the bait there when I'm talking about <laughs> Yeah, I, I really thought he was like a teenager. To see he was 23, I was like, man, that's crazy. But, um, you know, hey, like I said, man, Josh Berry is, we talked last week, he's in his, his 30s and he's just now landing a full time cup ride. So, you know, maybe the youth movement is over. I don't know. Um, as far as that goes, uh, shout out to Will Power for giving him a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. definitely shout out Will Power. Much Seeing much. Will's emotion with Miles and Victory Lane was mm. honestly just really awesome and hard to see. Will Power is the go. Great dude. He said, "Go hug your mama first. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I saw that. That's what that's what you guys were talking about a, a minute ago. There, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was great. That was a great great moment. A lot of great moments uh, from this weekend. Um, obviously, a huge elephant in the room uh, coming. up. Anything else from this weekend uh, we want to talk about before we dive into that? You, um, Al, uh, Alex Pillow has been killing it this season. Um, already won uh, in Ohio. That that's his fourth win this season. That, yeah. That, who can drive? Yeah, he's yeah. yeah he's getting a chip for sure. Hey, there's no two ways sure. about it, man. That's cool. And then uh and then they also saw what Tony Canon is getting to stay on on McLaren as an advisor or Errol McLaren rather. So that's that's a pretty cool deal that he gets to stay around there. And I, I like I said, I've I've casually followed IndyCar for uh, as long as I've followed NASCAR passionately, and uh, I know that he's been around for a long time, and and so to see him kind of. Be able to still stay in the sport is is obviously is really nice. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll go. What did you say? No, I was saying I was saying the Indy 500 champ goaded. Absolutely. Um, I uh, if if there's nothing else, I wonder where we even start talking about this iceberg uh, of a weekend. Um. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess let's just, let's just, let's just say this. Let's rewind the clocks back to Friday. Did you think Friday or even Thursday? Cause it's, it's Sunday night right now. Did you think on Thursday that this was going to go the way that it did with him, with this big event with NASCAR at Chicago? Yes and no. Yes. Simply yes. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. I got faith in Chicago. I, I got faith in his road course. Um, I I, I have faith that uh, NASCAR is gonna do a great job, and, and, and they did. Even even though they had a little issues with the rain delays and stuff, they had a little issues with um some people coming um the road course late at night. But off topic. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is NASCAR did do a great job, and I and I, and I really really hope they come back next uh next year because 
Your boy may go. <laughs> okay, yeah. as a Chicago native, I'm going to give my answer why. Yes and no, I thought this weekend was going to be the way it was. Yes, for the on-track racing product, I knew we was going to get something special. Like, you end up getting first-time track, tight course. It's in the streets of Chicago. Nothing has never been done before in Chicago, street course, period. But what I didn't expect was not getting the Xfinity race going in all the way in that early. I didn't expect a huge rain delay, even as a Chicago native. I knew July would really have really bad rain here in Chicago. It's like very terrible. But I didn't realize that in the morning they decided, you know what? Let's just flood basically the city and the track for a good couple of hours. But overall, I'm very happy with the way everything turned out. I hope they come back next year because, of course, you know, this, you know, this three-year contract, this huge talks just in the industry period that it might just be a one-and-done deal. That's how everything is put together with the old mayor and we have the new mayor coming in. But I feel like this weekend is pretty successful. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really about it. So hopefully they come back next year. Hopefully I've actually made it to go. Yeah, I just wanted to say this. Thank you, NASCAR, for not giving up hope after they made an unprecedented decision to end the Xfinity race before it got to the halfway point or the end of stage two. Um, glad they held out. Glad they allowed it to do everything they could for a cup race because, man, I don't think I would have wanted that race in the daylight. Just the parody of driving in the wet, the track drying, the pitch strategy, NASCAR making the decision to shorten the race. It was fantastic. Um, just that in itself needs us to come back. Like we, we haven't even gotten to who won, but just off, off the strength of them knowing they did the right thing and running the race. A one job. Bravo, 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 bravo. Next year. I thought the race, the racing product, it was a fantastic race. And I'll explain why. The race had a really little bit of everything. You had you had really just good quality racecraft. They were really hustling around the course. The course was racy. The the conditions were the dry and wet and the strategies that went with that. Also the variance of the course itself, asphalt and concrete. It it provided a real challenge for the races and you could tell it was a challenge for the drivers. You could see how the cars even people, the car is just making the most basic turns. You see how unsettled the rear ends were when they were trying to put the power down. They were being very finesse and stuff like that. But then you also had um, the absurdity. So you had a degree of absurdity because at the, at the end of the day, we also want to be entertained, right? There's, you know, people want to see kind of, you know, they want to see something insane. And you want to see basically the parking lot incident where all the cars bunch up. It's just funny. It's funny to look at, you know, it's, it's just kind of cool to see because it's kind of, you know, off the wall, you know, it's an off the wall thing, but you didn't come away really looking at drivers saying they're incompetent. It was, you just took it for what it was. And that kind of makes it nice. And because of the road course, we had no uh, stage cautions. You had natural cautions, but not too many. And natural cautions, even it's almost kind of, it was close to the end of stage. So almost simulated the stage caution too. So it had everything, but not too much of everything. It was very varied. And then you obviously you had the great run at the end. Um, it was just a great, great racing product all around. One of the better ones of the season. Yeah, I 
you know, there are some, there are a few times in sports where you just get a perfect storm and you just get, you know, I mean, a fantastic situation that probably may not have happened to begin with. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thursday, you know, when the truck started showing up and stuff like that in Chicago, I was incredibly nervous about it. I was just, you know, because you just, we just, you didn't know. There was no precedent set. No one knew how this was going to go. What I love to see, despite some uh, interactions on social media, that the fan reception, uh, first and foremost, was, was great. Um, you know, I, I, I have been to a race that it has been a downpour in. I know that that sucks, but for the fans that, that stayed around for the cup race today, definitely got their, their money's worth, and I'm, I'm glad they stayed. Um, you know, it is certainly unfortunate the way the Xfinity race played out, because I feel like that could have been just as much of a ball, but, you know, you win some, you lose some, I suppose, and, and I know that NASCAR was really just kind of like, we gotta get, we gotta get the main attraction done. We, we don't have any other options, so, um, you know, there is that. I mean, just the media rounding it, the events, um, you know, the Bubba's block party, all that stuff. I mean, this truly was, I mean, a success, I think, in my eyes. And this is coming from somebody who six months ago, three months ago, a week ago, was uh, was uncertain about what was really going to come of this. So uh, I really do hope that we get invited back next year and they can make this work next year because I think it was an awesome, awesome deal all the way around. And I, I want to give a shout out to specifically the sanctioning body because, and and here's kind of unfortunate, but there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of hope about the race, and I'm really talking about within the industry, but there was a very sizable amount of pessimism and and doubt, particularly on the weekend, and you know, and, and you know, due to the transpiring. Of the event itself, people, you know, pessimism was growing within the garage, but the sanctioned body, they really, you know, they kept their nose to the grindstone. They pushed through. Uh, they got the boys out there on the track. Uh, they obviously they made a decision to cut short the laps, which actually, if you thought about it, it kind of added a little bit to the race because they, it, it almost like remember in 2020 when they came back racing at Darlington, they had those inverted starts. Mm-hmm. So you had like mid pack of the field, yep. and they were all of a sudden up front. That's kind of what happened. It kind of flipped it. It just flipped the race inverted because the strategy changed out. So you had some cars who already just short, who just pitted. All of a sudden, hey, we all of a sudden can go all the way through here. And then you have other, and then you have the guys who, you know, who hadn't pitted. They had to go pit, and they went to the back, the faster guys. So now they had to fight through everything, right? So it just added extra detail, but shout out to NASCAR really pushing through. Like you had Noah Gragson posting how their tires were literally floating, floating away. Pit row was flooded. Tires, supplies, whatever. People were making little boats. Things were floating away. And, you know, they stuck through it and they got a full on cup race in and a very good one at that. Real quick, before we change subject, as a Chicago native, I just want to say how cool it is. How I'm looking out my window right now. Doing this entire conversation about four to five callers just passed by my apartment. And I just think that's just so cool because even though I didn't get to go to the race, a little part of me still gets to see, you know, the cars drive by. 
at in some capacity. Like as I'm speaking right now, Harrison Burton's phone just flew past my window on the out night before. So I think things like this can really bring people in. You, if you're in the city, you work in the city, yeah, you're gonna be upset that we shut down downtown. I get that. But as a race fan of any motorsport, how cool would it be to get stuck in just your morning, daytime traffic in your white line, let's say the 24 hour? It's stuff like that that can really just say, hmm, I know I don't like things being shut down right now because it messes up my commute, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a chance. And we saw that today. I mean, if you look at the broadcast, you see how many people lined up on the streets, not even on the grandstands, just on the streets next to the wall. I think street races like this just gives the fans more opportunity. I know with the tickets, it acted like it's basically a pit pass. Anybody and everybody had access to pit road and anything to get up close. So I really hope NASCAR comes back. I feel like this was a great experiment. It put on a great show. I'm for one shocked at how racing the track was actually worse because how tight it was. And let's be honest, both courses this year with NASCAR have been a mess, but they pulled it off today, and I'm so, so, so dang proud of the sport that I've been defending since I was in elementary school. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, I was going to say, like, man, I don't, like, I'm happy that NASCAR decided to bring, bring, bring this to Chicago. Keep, uh, I got family down there. I love, I love Chicago so much. Even though I really wanted to go though, but it, it, it things happen. But um, even even though that rain delays happened, like it was bad, but like they still they they they, they still got through it. The racing was was fantastic. Even though my even though my boys didn't do well, but they 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 fought though. But like, but my point is successful, very very successful. And I really hope NASCAR could come back next year and do this all and do this all again. Cause what what a what a moment that 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 we get to experience. And not only that, the pictures that people were taking uh, during the race was fantastic. So yeah, love that. Yeah, absolutely. I got I got two things to say here. Um, but before that, I absolutely want this race to come back next year. I hope that they work it out. Um, and, and one thing that I'll say is I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I would love to see this event get the prestige of being a playoff race. I know that's hot. That's spicy, but I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it would be a fantastic playoff event. Um, but, but beyond that, um, just to get this out of the way, because we, we talk about them every week. Um, it is, we are no strangers to the 23's performance today. Um, and we discussed this before we started recording. In this, in the sport, you have guys that are not good at road courses. There were champions of the sport that had just of a bad day to day as he did. Um, and you know, you learn from it and you move on. And that's all he's said about it. I mean, he has proven that he has a talent to belong in the cup series. Today was just a bad day. I love the fact that he hopped on Twitter and said, look, I had a great time. Thank y'all for having me so much. It's been a blast and you know, we're going to go on to the next one and move on. And that's, that's all that needs to be said about it. You know, so I, I, I know a lot of people during the race where it was just like, man, how bad can this go? But it's just like, Hey, a lot of variables here. 
He's shown speed at road courses before. There's a lot of things going on, and hopefully with time it just gets better. And 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 some of the most revered drivers in the sport have not don't didn't do f all on road courses forever. So I I don't really care about it. Um, I, it is for you know, and 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 Rashawn and, and I talked about it a minute ago. It just it what really puts a focus on it and a highlight on it is the fact that like one third of the cup schedule is now road courses. We used to have two a year. A lot of guys didn't care if they weren't good because hey, it's two points paying races out of thirty six. We'll we'll get through it. But now you've got I don't know six, you know, and so now it's a little bit more you know and, and serious. But that's my piece on that. Y'all can say what you want to about that. You know, let's not spend a whole lot of time on it. But obviously, I, I've I've been on the socials and the time frame between the race ending and now. We know what folks are saying, and we also know that you know um, people are not going to talk about Noah Gregson the same way they're going to talk about Bubba Wallace, and we know why that is. So let's. But so now that it's out there, we can move on from that. But y'all say whatever you got to say about that. I will say real quick to that point, it took Jimmy Johnson, what, seven, eight years in the Cup Series to bring us even somewhat confident at the World Courses. And he had Jeff Gordon, who was the World Course King, during our generation growing up as a teammate, as a car owner. So, and he only yeah. has one win. Right. He's, it's yeah. been, what, six, seven years in the Cup Series now. Six About years. 20 World Course races under his belt. I'm not really worried, but People can say what they want to say, but the proof is in the pudding. A lot of our legends of the sport have been terrible at world courses. So as long as he performs on those ovens, that's all really that matters to me. Um, right, because I'm going to say this. Like, Bubba got a, like a top five and like a top ten. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because of that. He's trying, he's trying his hardest. And eventually it's going to get better, in my opinion. So he saw Bubba is doing fine. Nothing wrong with him. I, I'm, I'm gonna need people like had had the same more energy to other drivers. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I'm just gonna say that obviously he needs to be better. And unfortunately, the way the schedule's composed, we can't just write him off and be like, oh, well, it is what it is. He has always performed well as on the oldest, blah 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 blah. Because it just it takes too much of the schedule. And those are six races where you just write off, say, hey, I'm not that great. If you're in a playoff battle picture, which he is, you know, he's only nine points above the, above Ty Gibbs, who just entered 16th, you know, you can't just write him off, because those are, those are the races where other drivers are looking at you saying, oh, we know this guy isn't that good there, this is our chance to get some points off him, so, you know, we have two more left in the regular season, Indy Road Course, Watkins Glen, and, uh, you know, and there's nothing, I need to say, he knows, he needs, you know, he's been working on there, or whatever, Indy Road Course, has been kind to him last year. In fact, both years, really. And uh, it's always kind of a, you know, let's just say the race craft really declines towards the end of, of particularly Indy Road Course. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, there's some time in interim, obviously, with other tracks he can be successful and win on. That's great. And uh, But, yeah, you you, you got to be better on those. Because, because if he was better, if he was even a little bit better on the road course in previous years, he would be. He probably would already have a playoff appearance in his history in his career at this point. And that's just a, that's just the truth. I think. I can just jump in and just say the the reason why there's going to be more people coming at Bubba um, is mainly. I mean, yeah, you can bring performance into it, but 
is just because of the the expectations of that team. You know, for a while, the beginning of Boba's career, he was with RPM, really didn't expect much. He got a top 10 cool. He got a top five great. You know, that was like, you know, turned the season around. Um, you know, when how this deal came about, everybody already knows. It's just the expectations are there. Um, your team owner went out and got a top five driver um, to, you know, get as your teammate to help you excel, to help you get better, who's, you know, a, a road shark on uh, road courses. Now, granted, Tyler had some issues today, um, but, you know, they made that decision to help Bubba, you know, not necessarily to poach. Tyler. Um, so I feel like that's why there there are going to be some naysayers and so there are going to be some doubters on social media. We don't expect anything from Noah Gresson. He's the party boy, rips his shirt off, throws up on himself when he wins. We don't care. Nobody another, cares about Noah. And, um, another, and another, another thing I'm going to say is, too, like, it's not just Bubba like, that's, that's having, like, like, but, like, issue. Like, Tyler Reddick also, like, him and Bubba, like, the whole team had, had, a, had a rough month. So it's not just a Bubba issue. Like the whole team had a rough month. Both of them, like both of them, will will, will get back and uh, uh, bounce back. Of course, they got this. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah, just just it's not just a, a McDonald's versus you know Wendy's thing. It's just people don't have any expectations from Noah. Uh, they don't have any expectations from Legacy. Now next year when Legacy changes manufacturers, then yeah, they'll start you know putting some eyes on them and saying what are you gonna do with the smooth that you made to make yourself instantly um, more competitive overnight. Um, but, you know, all, you know, Bubba can do is just read the criticisms he wants to or not, um, you know, just hone in and focus for next week. Um, you know, to everybody's point, the schedule change to make this um, calendar year more road course heavy just because the card better suits that. Um and, you know, we, we threw a loop in it, put the, the street course on here, but, um, he did what he had to do today, thanks to attrition, um, and, um, SVG getting a dub. He minimized, um, the points damage in, uh, you know, the, the standings, which is all that they really probably wanted to accomplish coming into this weekend. So, um, now it's back to normal. I'm sure that the, everybody's at the shop getting the Atlanta cars ready and, um, We'll see what song we sing next week. Yeah, I'm I'm confident about next week. I'm excited for next week. Um, but uh, so kind of backpedaling a little bit to the race we just finished. Um, uh, you know, really cool fact that uh, and Monte pointed this out. But the the car that won tonight with SVG um, was the car that Daniel Suarez won at Sonoma with last year. So that's pretty cool. But um, little little snippet, but what I was gonna say was, um, you know, I have to apologize for the Cole Custer slander last week. I guess. Uh, Don't apologize for that to the ice cream man. He got to make us win too. <laughs> hey, 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 we ain't towards him, dog. No, the slander's still there. He got to make us win. No, I'm gonna say Repeat. this though. We ain't, I'm, I'm, we ain't worried about Cole Custer. We work. Uh, we celebrate SPG tonight, boys. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Yeah, man, what a what a let's yeah. We, look, Xfinity race didn't happen. That's unfortunate. I was super excited for for Brad Perez to have another start. We just talked about him last week again. Once again, shout out Brad. We all love Brad. 
Um, and uh, I don't know. I don't think he's talked about when his next start is, but uh, hopefully he gets to run uh, Indy in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, that'll be cool. Or I don't know, maybe even Mid Ohio next because the trucks go to Mid Ohio next week, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. So. Okay. But yeah, shout out Brad. I think for any race, they were they kind of sat on their thumbs about that, and it was kind of an embarrassment a little bit. But all that led up to a race that um, uh, a race that at the beginning of the year I wouldn't have even put 50 cents on the odds of all this happening on the race being nearly the track being nearly flooded at the beginning of the thing. It going from a wet to a dry race, you know, it being, you know, in the, the wee early evening hours on Sunday night, you know, they had to fight darkness. Um, and then SVG winning in the project 91 car in his first start. Like I said, there are moments in the sport, in all sports, where things align perfectly and you just, there's, you, you cannot beat the outcome. And I think that, um, yeah, the racing product on track was great. You know, I mean, it had its, it slips, it, it, you know, the spills and thrills and all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the SCG win. I think everybody was, that was universally, everybody was pumped about it. And, uh, man, what a, what an awesome, awesome evening. That man can drive. That man, that was boy. His move on Justin was disrespectful. Absolutely. I mean, just kept watching him come too, because I was just like, you know, he was he was uh, his fifth. Oh, uh, whatever. Anyway, because <laughs> <laughs> he was a fifth at one point. I'm like, oh man, that's cool, bro. SEG in fifth. That's awesome, man. It's great. And and then all of a sudden he's in fourth because he's past Kyle Busch. And now I'm mad. And now all of a sudden he's in third, and I'm like, well, how did we get here? And through all of it, through restarts, all that stuff, he put it to the wood on them. And man, that was that. This is a race that'll stick with me for a very long time. There are certain races in my head that stick out with me. Oh seven five hundred, you know, Kansas last year. Um, you know, this one. I mean, you know, certain races. This is always gonna stick out to me. This is one of those moments in the sports history. Definitely Dega twenty twenty one, the fall race too. Can't be Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But um man, what a what a dang race. Especially SBG. That man is he is him. He is him. A three time uh supercars champion, over eighty wins. That man that man know how to drive. And this and I and I in my mind, I I, I want him to win, of course. Cause he's no he's no surprise road courses, but did I actually think that he was? But I didn't really think that he was really gonna win. I'm like, what? He actually did it. That man, that man put the put the foot down on Chase Elliott and uh, Justin Haley. He, he was and, not playing. In all fairness, he did have fresher tires, about eight laps or something like that. But but. You know, no, 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 nothing taken away from him. He, it was a fantastic drive, fantastic performance. He's also a twice. He won the Bathurst 1000 twice with Garth Tander as as his co-driver. Shout out to Garth, awesome driver. Um, he, you know, he really, he, you notice he did it with such. He raced in such a fashion. It wasn't dirty. It was clean. He sized him up. You know, 
he used he used the circuit. It was a very measured way he competed and battled to get past those guys. And but you could tell really under braking, he could drive that car so deep before he hits the brakes on it, and it gained so much time. It was ridiculous. And and one thing I like is. I don't know the composition of the, the fans, right? So I don't know how many fans were aware of Shane Van Gisbergen, but the initial pass, because remember, he actually passed Haley twice, but the first one was nullified by the caution. Right. Um, but the crowd reaction when he was when he was getting past him into the corner, and it was just like the crowd was just going wild. So I don't know if they just knew who he was, or you could tell, oh, somebody's like on the ascendancy here, somebody's really making a run at it or whatever. It was just great. And shout out to Justin Haley as well. Um, I thought he battled really well at the front, you know, resisting with Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott. And then his tires were worn out. And the second time when Gisburn came back at him, Haley did a hell of a move on Lake Shore to try to uh, get out front. And he almost lost it. He kept the car under control, but Gisburn crossed him over. I mean, there's nothing you can do. And Haley knew it too. So it was really kind of a bonsai move to try to fight back. But it was just a Great race, great product. Um, one thing I, one thing I will say, um, really quick is, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen in the 91 car, track house, right? That's a Chevy, Chevy team. Really, that's kind of a natural home because in Australia, Shane races Chevy, Chevrolet. Uh, in Australia, he raced Holden for many years and then when Holden closed down and closed the shop and they pulled out the series, Holden was still, is also a GM brand just like Chevrolet. So he's always been a GM driver. You know, but for Holden and then now with Chevrolet down in Australia. So this is a natural fit. And the next gen car in its development has its roots in Australian supercars. So this is the closest any Project 91 driver stepped into a next gen car. Like this is the closest in terms of experience. So uh, I'm not surprised he did very well. Uh, yeah, I, you know, um, just in the back up a little bit on that. Um, I also will say, uh, yeah, Justin Haley absolutely had that dog in him. And, and we've talked a little bit before about on the show about colleagues kind of lost their way. Um, you know, in, in, in teams have that organizations have periods where they just are not as strong as they want to be. Right. We get that. But for Justin Haley, you know, to, after all that, to, to show up and show out like he did in that situation, and, um, uh, you know, and, and to, um, uh, you know, and like I said, and run like he did. I mean, that was fantastic. Um, so that, you know, really cool for him too on that deal. And also, how about Kyle Bush with the, the, one of the first cautions of the day, just stuffing it and then winding up, um, uh, you know, being in contention at the end, kind of winning. I think he wound up finishing like sixth, right? That was fifth. Fifth. Oh, that's still a great, 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 great day. Um, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, but so besides that and, and besides just the, the whole presence in the whole enigma of this weekend, uh, which again, great. I think a lot of people that are level headed about the sport in its directions. And I want that to, to, to bold underline and emphasize what I just said are happy with how things turned out. And I think that is what is important. Um, but to speak to what Rashawn was saying about the Project 91, and, and well, actually, Jamal, you got something? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, 
I'm not really surprised how well SV, SVG did today. Van Gisbert, he is him. He is him with the whatever terms you want to use. If you look at his record in the Supercar Series, he is one of the best. Even when he had the competition with Scott McLaughlin over there. He was always like, there was always those two battling for wins. And with how close the supercars are to Gen 7 is nowadays, I really wasn't shocked that he came out right off the truck in practice. He had pace. He almost won the pole. So I'm not really shocked about his performance. But I will say the one who shocked me the most today was Justin Hayden. Just because how that fight he put up on the old, on those, what, I think it was about 16 lap old times, I believe the broadcast said. I'm not really sure it's around that range, but he put up one heck of a fight, so definitely shout out to Justin, but I'm not surprised SVG did what he did today. I'm super proud of him. I know the track out guys are proud, so it was just one, one heck of a race. I'm really excited. I'm really hoping NASCAR comes back. Yeah, I mean, just shout out to, to SVG for making all of the naysayers be quiet, gave us a race that we're going to talk about through the end of the season. Um, he did a masterful job getting back through the field, um, even on the fresher tires that he had. Shout out to Justin Haley. I mean, we haven't seen him with a great run like this, I think, since he won in Daytona. Um, but, I mean, like, you just know how fast he is, the way that he just got past Chase so effortlessly. I knew he was going to win the race. Like, Chase didn't even put up a fight. Um, but the reason why I say thank you, SVG, for, for two things is, one, um, the underdog won. He's an underdog because he's not a full-time cup regular. Obviously, he has tons of accolades and successes to his own right. But for him to come in, jump in, and win in a very foreign product, amazing job. And then the second thing I say, shout-out to SVG for all the teams are going to be drooling over his SMT data trying to figure out how in the world that man was almost two seconds faster per lap than everyone seconds faster than everybody else in traffic when that car loves fresh air it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but yeah the nascar um you know i hate it for the people who um you know wanted to see uh the the musical acts that they had set up um hated to see you know the people that got inadvertently um dispersed from the venue on yesterday because of the lightning. Um, thankful everybody stayed around. Thankful it had a great crowd. Thankful that, um, you know, it lived up to the hype. I think it surpassed the hype for me personally. Um, and NASCAR in the city of Chicago would be foolish if we don't run this back next year. Yeah. Um, with SVG, I followed supercars for years, and I remember SVG coming up in the uh, SBR, that stands for Stone Brothers Racing, Ford Falcon, um, the blue one. And I remember he was very fast, very fast, a little bit of a um, little bit of a wild child on the racetrack, uh, you know. And I remember he got his first win, and that was really cool to see. And it's always been just been extremely quick. And then he moved on to uh, sports cars. He Sports cars. He won the uh, he won uh, the Bathurst 12 hour 
He's finished. Uh, he did very well in the uh, Blanc Pond series, and he, and he ran IMSA as well, 24 hours of Daytona and stuff like that. So very fast, very quick. Uh, but Justin Haley, he's we actually kind of underrate how good of a road race he actually is. In the Truck Series, he actually won one of those famous, those I should say infamous, not famous, infamous most sport races. Uh, he was the guy who won after uh, – John Hunter Nemechek took out Cole Custer on the last corner. He was the guy. He was in third. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, whether most sport, Haley at Road America, just a very competent road, raiders, road racer. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, no, Justin, Justin Haley is, is extremely talented, um, and he has certainly put in the work to get to where he's at now. I'm not, I'm not disputing that, and nobody else should. Um, you know, one thing I, I wanted to mention at the top of the show that I forgot to is that I just randomly had uh, Twitter on my desktop opened up and to see like like NASCAR just trending on its own, I think is, is really, really, really cool. Um, and then I think that there is definitely a really big impact from this. I think a lot of people that, again, just weren't even privy to the sport managed to stumble their way into this this week and um and and yeah and that's that's fantastic um but i i don't have anything left to say about this week like i said i think it it brings out some of the best elements in uh american stock car racing right they they like to advertise races as tail as 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 tailgate parties and stuff like that where you have the entertainment venues and in that atmosphere you have a track that is certainly suited for this car, I think, that we've seen, um, and a crowd that seems fairly receptive of it. So hopefully, like I said, the, the partnerships and all that align correctly so that next year they can bring this this, this event back and hopefully uh, weather cooperates a bit more uh, for us on that so we can get more than one series in. And then if anything, anybody that's got any Closing comments on that before we uh, hop on to something else that me and uh, Rashawn were talking about. Um, I do got one. I got questions for all y'all. If you could think of one driver that that, that want to drive the uh, the project the project ninety one car or the sixty seven car in twenty twenty eleven twenty racing. I mean two drivers. I mean who drivers? Who drivers do you have in mind for those two rides in, in the future? I'm gonna go first. Um. Obviously, um, I want Lewis Hamilton to um, drive the uh, 67 car, and for um, Project Project 91, I think I'm I think I'm gonna do uh, Justin Newgarden. Yes, sir. You know, as as controversial as this is, and I guess a Ford team will have to. To open up the door, so we probably won't see it until 2026. Wink, wink. Um, I'd like to see Max Verstappen in a stock car. Um, and then obviously we could pick Lewis for the 67, but, um, just with Ford's upcoming partnership with Red Bull and F1, um, I'd like for that to open a door for Max to see if he can run away or run with, at least run with, um, the cup guys and, uh, in this gen seven car. Well, my, 
question marks. It would have to be the Vanderlinden brothers. They are two, so Kevin and Sheldon Vanderlinden are very two accomplished GT3 racers. And I just want to see how they would get along in the Cup Series. Whether it's Project 91, the track house, or the 67 with 2311. I just want to see how they go. They've won the Nürburgring 24 hours multiple times. They've won Spa 24, Bathurst 24. Any, basically any big GT3 endurance race you can name, one of the Vanderlander brothers has won it. So I would like to see how they would fare in, in the Cup Series. Man, that, that's a hard toss. Um, cause yeah, I don't, I don't want to say Lewis Hamilton, but I'm going to say Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I think it would be really cool for the, for the 91. Um, but uh, I mean, unfortunately there's not a Ford team that participates in this because my other choice would be, uh, Scotty Mack. Um, I, you know, you know who I, you know what, I, let me back this up a little bit. You know who I would really love to see, um, in either one of those entries? I would love to see Ambrose get another shot. I think that, that these cars were really suited for him and it's good equipment. You know, I think that'd be really cool to see, but uh, I doubt it'll, it would ever happen. So, um, so yeah, I'd have to say the Marcus Ambrose to come back. I understand that he's a former driver, but he's been away for so long. It'd be, Cool, but either him or uh, Scotty Mack um, would be my two uh, choices on that. Um. Uh. So, I guess outside of that, uh, me and Rashawn were talking earlier about: Do you guys think that with SVG showing up in the '91 and Winning like he did today, do you guys feel like maybe is the Cup Series not as stacked as we think that it is? Like it's not as hard to compete because Jensen Button had a pretty good day too. Um, or was this just a one-off or, or what? Um, and so you guys can give your thoughts on that. I mean, to me, I feel like this opens up a door of conversation. Um, SVG was quoted in his post-race interview saying, uh, the top 10 guys in V8 supercars can probably do the same thing he did. Um, NASCAR wants to get their growth back, grow the sport more. I have a clash idea. Um, top 10 in points, us top 10 in points, them put it in the Daytona road course and as a part of speed weeks. And let's, let's see. Let's put the money where the mouth is. Put mm, two million up for the winner or the winning team if you want to do it like Forza style. Um, and just see. I think competition breeds competition. Um, you know, like I said on our earlier topic, I truly think that all the 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 engineers are going to unpack uh, SVG's data from this race just to see where are they missing to have that much speed in their own cars. And we're probably going to get um, a much better Indy Road Course race um, because of today. So I say line them up. Uh, Jared, you make that point what Shane said. And that was, that was, oof, that's rough. Um, cause, uh, the, the top 10, if I recall correctly, and I don't have it, I don't have the list in front of me, but I'm trying to think of 10 drivers in the supercars who I think probably could do it, do well. Um, one name has already been thrown around before. He's actually already visited the States. 
with RCR because he has interest, there's interest there. Brody Kostecki, if I recall correctly, he's actually leading the championship. So I could, I fully believe that he could do just exactly what Shane did. So I believe that there's another guy, Chaz Monster, extremely talented, Bathurst 1000 winner, really awesome. I 100% also think he could do the same thing. Uh, Anton De Pasquale, he's pretty decent. Would he do the same thing? I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, Cam Waters, 100%. I think he could, he's definitely talented enough to win. I just named five right there. Um, there's, uh, Will Davidson. Will Davidson, very good driver. Uh, then there's David Reynolds, also a very good driver. Mark Winterbottom, uh, awesome older guy. Very good driver. There's a lot of good, great, good drivers in supercars. Um, so based on his statement, and he know he knows the paddock way better than, than me, right? So I have no reason to doubt what he said, honestly. Um, some stick out as more obvious than others, but that you know that just says a lot. I, I do think, I just think that it is very. And, and Shane is literally one of the most talented drivers in the world. Okay, everybody talks about Kyle Larson. Shane Van Gisbergen came up here and beat Kyle Larson over the head, you know, in his debut. That's all I'm gonna say. But anyways, but. It, it, it does you, – you think that in a one-off race, in a one-off race, you wouldn't let the guy, basically the, the new boy, come in and just beat you because what would you do? Destroy. You were destroying. I mean, what, what are you going to do? He's not – he can't get revenge on you. Now, single-file restarts did help a lot, right? If it was, was double-file restarts, I don't think we're having this conversation at all. Um. And the fact that this course was new for everybody, you know, so Shane had a little bit of a – it was a little more equal playing field. but. I, I do think there is a lack of a – it seemed like they just kind of let him open. And Chase Elliott did say – he mentioned that. You know, it's almost felt a little bit embarrassing. Even at the talent level that Shane is, it was a little bit embarrassing for him to come in and just, and just first start and win. Uh, this is the first time it's been done since, was it 19 – like 60 years? Yeah, they said it was – it said it was like 60 years since it last happened. I had the stat up, and I, I just lost it that quick. 60 years. And, and, you know, there's a reason it takes that long, right? So let, let's turn, you know, I'll let everybody answer, but do we also think that a cup draft could come over to supercars and win on on debut? Do you think that would happen? Uh, no. Uh, no. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I know that they're, they're similar, but I, I think that um, I I, I just I just don't think that there's anybody in the cup field, and this is a terrible thing to say. I do not think – I don't think that Project 91 winning a day makes a cup series look bad. However, I also do not feel like there is anyone in the cup field, even God himself, Kyle Larson, who could go into – the, the V8 series and win on their first start. I just, I don't know what the, the significant difference about it is, but I just feel like there's a learning curve to go from one to the other. And, um, now, yeah, I don't feel like, um, they would win, uh, on, on the first round at all. I'm going to have to agree with Carl. I feel like SVG is a, it's a one-time thing with the whole Project 91 thing with them winning today. I mean, we again, SVG is super talented. 
and he he's just very good. He has a lot of street course experience. I feel like he most likely probably besides McDowell and Armendinger had the most experience on street courses today. So obviously that was probably a slight advantage. And again, as I said earlier, the Gen Seven and the supercars in Australia are basically like blood cousins at this point. They're so so similar but still different. Uh, maybe if where we have to think about who are the best world course races in the Cup Series, I think maybe I would probably say AJ AJ Armendinger might have a chance if let's say he decides to go through Bad First or the Gold Coast race, he might have a chance to win. But I don't see any Cup superstars today going over to Australia for a one-off and winning. That series is just way too competitive, and they have way more experience than anybody else on those type of tracks. Yeah, I think um, the, the pacing and everything of those races, I just think it's a different monster uh, altogether for a lot of reasons. So I, I'll just put it like that. But um, uh, what, what do you, what, what the rest of you guys think about that? Cool. Fantastic. That's it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, 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 man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Hey, yeah, he's, he's still mad about Crystal Bell's stuff in it. I, no, yeah, I, Crystal I, Bell's I, sold. I'm pissed about that. But, 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 but that, but that, yeah, I am pissed about that. But, and, but, uh, my boy SVG did uh bring 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 it home. So I'll say that though. But um, I just hope that I know I'm probably do but I'm just saying like if, I hope like NASCAR can do like more street street courses like around like. I say like Long Beach, Nashville, even Detroit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, what I'm trying to say is like, if you want to grow the sport more, do that, and then like, and then like Bubba, Bubba's block party, him him bringing like us people, like up uh, like us, like y'all too, new new people to the sport. It 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 it, it, uh, it makes my day because I I, I want to see my people. Um, to um, have fun, ha- uh, have fun in the sport, and like, yeah. I mean that you bring up a good point. Like, I know IndyCar does a lot of street courses. Will our cars fit on those courses the way they're designed? Could we run Long Beach? Could we run a Nashville street course? Absolutely. Could we run a Detroit street course? Too wide, too heavy. Yeah, well, we the, uh, the pedigree is not there for them to run Long Beach with those big ass cars. I'm sorry, I, you know, Nashville is an interesting subject and concept, and and you know what? Maybe we don't go back to Chicago, but maybe we get a, a Nashville doubleheader in 2024. We get the fairgrounds and we get the Nashville GP. That'd be cool too. Ooh. Maybe St. Pete, is St. Pete Street Course, wide enough for? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it I would. I mean, I mean, GT cars, you know, they all run Long Beach. I just, I just don't know that NASCAR stock cars would have the best time there. But that's, well, that's just me. I mean, whatever. But, um, but that is a great point, though, that, that Bonte brought up because if for whatever reason powers that be don't allow us to go back to Chicago, I don't think we should get rid of the idea of running street courses altogether because it is a fantastic culmination of, 
uh, you know, the, a good track type for these cars. We've seen uh, competition, obviously, you know, crashes. People go to races. They watch races for crashes. It, it's just part of life, you know. Um, and then the entertainment spectacle of it. I mean, so I, I think this opens up a whole new avenue. The only thing that I ask, do not oversaturate with it because it worked one time. Don't don't make this the new part of the new brand. We don't need that. Boom. Do do one a year and we're good, you know? I I agree with your point, but I think one big thing that's being overlooked is why I think particularly this race was successful on the in terms of racing product was because NASCAR used single file restarts the whole time. The whole oh. time. And and then think think of the indie road course with this, you know, if we had single file restarts, the Indy Road Course wouldn't have the basic the reputation it has for stock cars. I think there's very little, and they talk about it from time to time. There's very little respect amongst the drivers in the field, and you can nullify that with the sing with the single car restart. Uh, but yeah, there, I think there's a, there's a place for street course. I think it'll, it should only be one race a year because it keeps it special. Hey, they're racing on the street. Um, I think they should also race in Seattle, maybe, because one, there's a big gap in the Cup Series. You know, Ben Kennedy, who's, who says he wants to race all over the country, there's a huge gap in terms of Cup presence in the Pacific Northwest. Huge. It's just a big black hole of nothing. The only thing up there is the Portland Xfinity Series. And um, there's a track circuit already laid out for you in the Gran Turismo video game, the Seattle circuit. That was a thing. It was based on the real-life streets of Seattle, although some roads would have to be adjusted because that circuit was based on when there was only one stadium, which the Kingdom, and now there's two, the baseball and the football team. There's two of them now, So, and the viaduct doesn't exist anymore as a tunnel. I'm not biased at all when I mention Seattle, so we're just going to speed past that, but whatever. Uh, well, last thing I'm going to say about this, though, like, uh, did you see, like, all the fans, like, on, on the sidewalks now? Like, like yeah. A lot of them, man. That's 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 what that's what I, uh, I like to see in the future. Love love that. Yeah, I, is anybody else gonna say anything before I hop on this real quick? Uh, yes, I'm happy that to see Alex Bowman selling. <laughs> oh boy, slander hours. <laughs> I look, 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 man. I a lot of people sold the day and did some silly things. I thought it was going to be a career day for Corey Joy, and uh, it did not turn out to be that way. <laughs> he had a great start. He had a great oh yeah, fantastic oh, start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, what I will say though about uh, to speak to Bonte's point and everybody's point about this weekend, and then you know we can talk about something else if we want to. Is um, there was a video that I retweeted. I think everybody saw where they were interviewing people at the block party, and this little boy was like, you know, they could have went anywhere else, and they came here. I think that speaks volumes for, I think, accomplishing NASCAR's uh, mission of bringing in new people because we have a very unique perspective on this. NASCAR is not prevalent in an urban environment, and I don't mean urban in, like, the with the negative connotation that 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 certain spotters would present it as um it just doesn't exist in inner cities because you know we're not adjacent to that kind of stuff so i think for them to bring it to put it out in front of these people 
Um, because I think we all discovered racing probably because we knew somebody that was white. I mean, or maybe not. I don't know, but that's how I discovered it, right? Um, so I think to put that in front of people who have never thought about it before, um, and for them to say, you know what? I'm glad they came is a mission success. Obviously, yeah, that's the biggest win for me for all of this. The whole thing went great, but that was a huge, huge deal for me to see that reaction. You, you mentioned the urban aspect, and it's but and and anyone who lives in those kind, those urban areas, most race tracks by nature are in urban areas because obviously what they are, they have to be kind of out there, you know, for all the land and whatever they encompass, right? So most people aren't thinking about traveling forty five minutes, hour, hour and a half, two hours, what have you, to the big tra- racetrack to see, you know, a race. So the idea that you say, okay, NASCAR, we're going to bring the race to them. Now, obviously, street racing has been a thing for years and in, in, in for many other disciplines, whether it's F1, uh, you know, you name it, it's always been there. Uh, and in fact, you know, racing as a motorsport, as we know it, uh, started on the streets because there was no racetracks yet, right? It started on the streets. Where else, where else were the first cars, the automobiles were going to, you know, race each other, right? So... The idea that you bring them back, where it's like, hey, we could just walk from my from my house and we can walk to turn whatever, turn one, two, three, whatever. You know, and people are going to do that. You know, anyone, people who don't even care about motorsport, they're going to at least have a look or a passing look and be curious. Hey, there's a bunch of fences going up on roads and, you know, you hear cars speeding out or whatever. It's just, it does really bring, you say, hey, you know, maybe you never thought about coming to our house, but hey, we're going to bring the race to you. And that really goes a long way with a lot of people. Right. 100%. And I, and Jamal can speak to this specifically, but I do want to say one little thing about that. And I, cause I kind of misspoke. There are racetracks obviously in heavily populated areas. You know, I think of Atlanta, I think of Texas motor speedway. I think of Kansas is in Kansas city, but the culture behind that and the, the fan interaction and getting the fans eyes on the sport does not exist in that in that capacity though. Those tracks are simply just they might as well be warehouses to people that just aren't aren't aware of the culture around stock car racing in America. And what this did was this took that culture and put it right in people's front yard, so to speak. And that's why I think it was such a great deal um, for people who normally wouldn't think about it. Uh, because I mean, like for example. I mean, I we the, I'm I'm at a facility that is within spitting range of Texas Motor Speedway probably once every other week. I've asked people that work in that facility have they ever gone to the races, and people have told me before they didn't even know that NASCAR raced. They didn't know that that was a racetrack. They thought it was a stadium or something. So I think that goes to, to prove the point that I'm saying that that. NASCAR Chicago accomplished what tracks in the heart of heavy populated areas can't even accomplish. I think in some capacity, and that's all I got to say about that. I have to agree, Carl, because as a as, as a kid growing up in Chicago, going through the Chicago public school system, I was basically the only kid that watched NASCAR, and I got a lot of flack, and I mean a lot. A lot of flack for watching. Let's let's be honest. Presumably a white man's sport, quote unquote, right? 
But throughout the entire time since NASCAR announced they were coming to Chicago, since Bubba announced the Black Party happening at the Dusable Black History Museum, which is actually in a very predominant black neighborhood, I've got nothing but straight DMs from the exact same people who used to make fun of me and make me cry at home for watching NASCAR. DMing me, asking me everything they need to know about NASCAR because they were excited that a race was coming here. So both Bubba's Block Party and NASCAR Chicago definitely knocked it off the park of bringing the race to us and our culture. I just think it's so awesome because this is something I've been dreaming about since basically I started watching NASCAR in 04. I just want to see, you know, people that look like us in the stand or on the track, and they definitely accomplished this. They knocked out the park. They get a 10 out of 10 for me, and I'm just so happy this event was success. And, again, I pray, I pray, I pray that both the city of Chicago and NASCAR keep up the deal for their three-year contract all three years because it was just so so awesome and so refreshing having those people who would literally sit down and talk to me like I'm a dog for watching NASCAR over NBA, NFL, and baseball, right? Come up to me or just DM me and ask me everything they need to know. And in the clips of the local news I saw, I saw those exact same people at Bubba's Block Party. I saw them on the newscast just getting interviewed for being a first-time NASCAR fan coming to Chicago. So if that was NASCAR's goal to get us into the sport more, they knocked it out of the park. Definitely. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Carl, uh, I'm going to say this last time, and then, and then you can uh, transition. I'm sorry about this, man. Uh, real quick, um, I was um, I I was the uh, only kid during middle school, high school that, that used to watch uh, NASCAR, so obviously. But I didn't really get like no. I people didn't really make fun of me. That was actually cool with it. I remember like two pe- two of my friends that from from um uh, from middle school. They actually gave me. I'm not even joking. So he he gave me two Kyle Busch diecast uh, M&Ms and sneakers, and, and the other one gave me like a um. I can't remember. I can't remember um the brand was it Tom's Chips number four G car. I can't remember. But they knew I was a NASCAR fan. That was that that, that, that was how cool with it. Like obviously Chicago and stuff. So if they they in Chicago, I, I hope they uh, experience what NASCAR is. Sorry, sorry, you're saying. You know, you know, we we all talk about we all share stories about how it's a, it was rare for us, you know, to come across others in our community who watched NASCAR who had a you know or sometimes we even got ridiculed for it, but. There's there between us. I'm sure there's no shortage of stories of seeing one of us walking around wearing NASCAR jackets. That was a thing back in the day. People wearing uh, M and M's or was it uh, Johnny Benson Cheerios? Man, uh, uh, everyone you can NASCAR think of. NASCAR jackets was the thing, bro. Man, in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, that was fashion. Man, early two thousands. I'm in middle school. I'm in high school guys are wearing the jackets uh you know i it has always been so funny to me especially in the early 2000s where you know nascar had like it was like six degrees of separation from you know urban and, and rap culture kind of because like there was acknowledgement there dale jr had a lot to do with that and i we can we can dive into that one day and that'd be a great conversation to talk about 
but yeah, I mean, sure. it was, it was, you know, it was, there was, it was always crazy that people would, uh, wear the jackets, know nothing about the sport. And then I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I know everything about it. People are like, man, Carl, you watch this stuff, don't you? And I'm sure we all have stories like that and, and, and it's so crazy, but you know, that's what this is about. This is what this is bridging the gap. They know of us. Now they know about us. And that is what's mm-hmm. important. You know, that is, that is the important part to that. Um, absolutely. Um, go ahead. You, you see people like you see videos of Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. She's wearing a Dale Jr. jacket. Russell Westbrook actually went yeah, his was pregame out. He was wearing a NASCAR jacket going to the stadium for a game. It's just like we wear the stuff and that's NASCAR just like, hey, bring the, you know, try to be like, hey, how about you come out and see? You know, so I think this is a master strip for NASCAR because you have a bunch of people. They know, they exactly, as you say, they know of us. They know NASCAR exists. They, oh, they, we, they usually probably think it's no better than a fashion thing. Oh, they make cool jacks and stuff. Okay. Well, are they going to go to a race? Probably not. So bring the race to them. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Um, and so speaking of, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, being in, in urban centers and stuff like that and, and, uh, you know, packed areas. Um, we're packing up from Chicago. We're going to Hotlanta this weekend. I, I, you know, there's the first time this track's going to be at night. Um, I still have not sold on new Atlanta. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't see why we had to change it at all. I mean, there is, and we don't have a lot of time to put on this, but I will say there is no more present and evident like suggestion that NASCAR is really trying to grab ratings from like the general fan than turning Atlanta into a super speedway because Atlanta through different cut packages through everything always produced great rate, great racing. And yeah, it needed to be revamped. I mean, not revamped, but repaved. Sure. Or the surf has done something too, but through 20 something odd years of watching Atlanta, Texas, before they ruined it, low Charlotte were all three do wool tracks that i always look forward to because they always put on great racing so but um you're going to atlanta it's a sunday night race which is still kind of odd um but i get to doing it for for temperature for heat reasons or whatever um you know i just hope it's not a wreck fest and and i hope bubba comes out with a good result uh i mean you know and, and that's it because other than that i'm not particularly thrilled about it but you know that's just me being an old crotchety man i guess <laughs> you are no, absolutely dude <laughs> I, I, <laughs> This race will be a race. It will certainly be a race of all time. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm gonna say this though. Um, I'll make it real quick. First, uh, that's this is now not only the uh, this is obviously a super speedway race, like a mini super speedway race, but this is the first time I think the first time in ten years since we had a uh, a eleven night race. I think. Man, has it been that long? You might yeah. be right on that. Yeah, it's, last, it's been a minute. The last winner was Kyle Busch. If I, I did, the last winner was Kyle Busch, yeah. And um, the Gen 6, never going to forget. Yeah, I have that diecast. Mm, oh, you lucky. you so lucky. Yeah, or I had it. I don't know. I might still have it. I don't know. But, well, yeah. Uh, what were you saying, Rashawn? I was going to say, like, okay. uh, even though Bubba uh, had, had a, uh, we don't know, we still don't know what happened uh, in early spring. Hopefully that won't happen, I, and I and I have full confidence, full confidence that Bubba's gonna be uh do, is, is going is gonna do really well uh, next Sunday. Unfortunately, I won't be watching it because I'll be at Six Flags during the time, but I ha- I have hope. 
that might be a better idea. Should I, I should join you. Yeah. Hey, Atlanta's fucking mid, bro. Uh, yeah, man. I. Ah, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, but it, honestly, I'll never get over the fact that they announced it. That NASCAR announced the new Atlanta with them saying, "Well, look, trust us, bro. We built the whole deal in our racing." And that's how they announced that. It's like, man, come on. You got to do better than that. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't have any thoughts. I mean, Bubba's good at drafting tracks. You know, this race last year, they were off. And then, obviously, this race earlier this year um, just wasn't really together there. Uh, but the Fords seemed to really have that locked down. The one race out of the year, they, the Fords seemed to have that deal locked down. So, uh, But I, like I said, I'd, I'd hope it turns out good for them, and, and that's about it. It'll be cool to see it at night. Maybe that plays a difference into it. I don't know. But uh, we have, what, what do the rest of you guys think about it? Yeah, I just, I'm hopeful that with NASCAR having another Sunday night race for strange reason um, that it breeds the, the competition that, you know, we think it is typically at night um, the track temperatures are cooler. The cars are more gripped up. Maybe there's some more, um, you know, parody personally. I'd like for them to not run the super speedway package here. Let them run the mile and a half package. It's a mile and a half. Yeah. You built it air finger quotes to, to replicate a super speedway waste, but I think the race would be better um, if you just let them run the normal package. The normal package of a mile and a half is fantastic. Um, this track having progressive banking should lend it to be fantastic. Just let the cars run the way they're normally supposed to do, um, but they're going to be uh, nose to tail for the entire race. So hopefully, um, you know, you qualify up front, you track position. The only way you can really invoke a pitch strategy is if there's a all hell break loose wreck and a half the field gets bent because somebody doesn't know how to block properly um but you know we'll see um you know hopefully uh, the toyota guys can get their act together um everybody and the toyota camp can uh score some points and then um move forward what's after atlanta i hate to be looking ahead like that but uh, where we go after uh, I think I got it on my phone. Either Pocono oh, or Hampshire. Michigan. New ha- <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> New Hampshire. We go to New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah, yeah we, might, uh, we might have to skip I the. High, I got a high cost for New Hampshire. Especially Speaking of skip that episode. Uh, we Hold on, real quick, Rashawn. Um, speech, uh, especially my boy Bell got that dub, and then Bubba finished third. Top five all day that race. That was, the draft that, was, that was the power of the draft teams. Draft teams. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, yeah. New Hampshire is yeah. relatively similar to Gateway in some aspects, and they did have some speed at Gateway. So, again, it's not about doubting if they can, if he can do it. It's just what can go wrong to prevent him from doing it. So, there's, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's always looking forward, man. But um, uh, eight, eight, eight more weeks. Yeah, what's up? You know, speaking of something happened after this race. Actually, if you look at the at the drivers' standings and the playoff standings, mm-hmm. all six Toyota drivers are in the are in the playoffs right now. If it ended this regular season ended today, yee yee, man, I, Ty Gibbs got into number sixteen. Oh, he did. Yeah, man. 
16. He's like he's nine points behind Bubba now, which oh, is crazy because David Wilson got on radio, Sirius XM interview, and said our goal was five. And basically, right. he was calling out, but not calling out Bubba specifically. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think a win be the fifth because you know four are locked in by winning, so we need yeah, a fifth. And to be entirely honest, I think a win for either one of those two is possible the next eight weeks and lock all six of them in i mean like uh, you know I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all um you know we've got like i said we've got atlanta you've got michigan you've got pocono you've got new hampshire um i don't know what's in between there's two road courses in between those dates or one two with watkins and in Watkins Glen in indianapolis uh, there's Bristol. That's all. There's Bristol playoff or Bristol playoff race. And then you got Daytona in the regular season. In Daytona, yeah. So there's 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 ample opportunity if 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 not to garner enough points to get in, to to the point opportunity for him to win and get in, and they can lock all six cars in. So, uh, you know, just got to mitigate the mistakes. But but that's it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm I might be able to watch it next. I don't know, but. Um, but yeah, so that's that. So, uh, any other notes? Everybody looking forward ahead for the week? Well, uh, I'll make what I'm looking forward to is te- by technically looking back the last year of the traditional Atlanta 2021, where both races were bangers. The, sp- the spring race was Ryan Blaney uh, coming back on Kyle Larson. Uh, you know, we're not gonna get into Kyle Larson's overhyped mm. 2021 season. Yeah, I said hey, overhyped, hey, yeah. but. We're full of controversy, folks. Uh, but Ryan Blaine come back. He might have had a little help from Joey Logano. You never know. And then the second race, consequently, it was the it was the Bush and Bush show where Kurt might have got a little help from his teammate at the time, Ross Chastain. And the track wanted to undress itself. A big piece around the start finish oh, line. Oh, yeah, I remember Woke that. Up yeah. And <laughs> repaid it. Yeah I, remember like, that. yeah, I remember that whole ordeal, actually, with the Bush and Bush thing, too, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I'm not looking forward to this race at all. I might go to the casino and put in my action. I might. Um, I didn't put any action for today because I just didn't. I had no idea what was going to happen. So, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, I up like we uh like we always do. Like, comment, share, subscribe, follow us on social. Victor Lane Vibe Podcast, VOB Vibes Podcast on Twitter. We're on Apple. Welcome all of our Apple users. We're streaming on Apple in addition to Spotify. Tell all yes, your sir. friends. Yeah. Come listen to us. Also, you gotta you got to say that a second time because Jamal had something to say and you cut him off. So My now, bad. now <laughs> as your as your I stole a pie penalty, uh, you got to say all that again after he finishes. Well, yeah, I just wanted to to double back that I have no ambition for the New Atlanta. I am a certified plate track Atlanta hater. I love the old Atlanta because (laughs) it's just, just, I don't know, maybe it's the old head in me, even though I'm 27, right? No, that's definitely the old head in you. But uh, maybe it's the old head in me because it was just something special about Atlanta. I mean, you had Lamania Earnhardt's finish. You had Harvick and Gordon's finish the very next year. You had Everest and Johnson a few years later. Don't forget the, I want to say it was the fall Atlanta race, Jimmy versus Gordon, 2011. Man, that is, I, I will put it's on anger that. race, I, anger. Flash the flag, so, that race. So, I will, yeah. so special about the old Atlanta. Yeah. They just won. 
and then, and, and, then don't, and then don't forget Cowboys' first ever win with to, uh, first uh, Toyota win and yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Man, yeah, Atlanta is, is hollowed ground, and not hollowed ground, but it is special. It's a special place. A lot of great things have happened there. Um, you know, Alan Kowicki's deal. I mean, just so many awesome things have taken place. Kevin Harvick's first win after uh, Dale passing. And I, you just, you shouldn't mess with that. I, you know, everybody loved Atlanta. Universally, it was loved. Who are you going at? You know, the same, I, I'm going to stop, I promise. But the same way that boomers were like furious, who are you going after with this NASCAR Chicago track? I, I share the sentiment with who are you going after with this Atlanta Super Speedway? Nobody wanted this at all. Plate it's racing, insane. plate racing the last few years has been abysmal anyway because you only finished with six cars. Why would you put it on That's a mile true. and a half track? You know, I mean, it's a good experiment. But I think if NASCAR wants to take one to one and a half mile O's to turn into a play track, it should have been Texas. They want Texas to repay, so I think Texas is probably one of the best place to do it experience. Not Atlanta. I'm they, they had this idea pay. before, Jamal. Remember, but, remember at mile and a half, they did the all-star race. I think it was 2015 all-star race. Yeah, it was 2015 because it was the year after A.J. Allmendinger won at Watkins Glen, so he was in the all-star right. race. They had yeah, a special package. To run, wait, wait, make almost really? like a super speedway on Charlotte. Oh yeah, 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 and then, and it and didn't they, work, and then they still they doubled down on it. They doubled down on it. What was it? Twenty eighteen, which is how we got the twenty fifty. Yeah, twenty eighteen package. Yeah, so. eighteen with the jump, with the big, with the with the Xfinity spoiler on the back, with the dog ears and all that stuff. God, that's abysmal. Hey, if if they had, Atlanta, they had that twice, right? Go ahead. Do what? They had that twice, right? With the uh the spoiler, the Xfinity they, spoiler, yeah, because uh Larson won um with that package in 2019. That was in 19. They did the they did the same thing in 18. I forgot 18, what the, what the difference was, but in 15 they had messed around with that high down force deal, trying to make them make tracks like plate races, and it just it wasn't. Great. It did not work at all. Yeah, it was horrendous because they tried it at Charlotte Word. for the All Star. They tried it at, at Indy. They tried it at Michigan, and all three races just were. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, hey, uh, Carl, if if New Atlanta has a million haters, then I am one of them. Absolutely. If, if they have no haters, haters, I am one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. On that. I love. It. I love the track. I don't care. Well, you, there you go, everybody. There's the key demographic they're going after. No, it's all love, but um, anybody got anything else? Okay. Uh, well, uh, in that case, uh, Jared, go ahead and give us the, the, the rundown one more time. Time for the outro, B. Okay, here we go. All right. So, y'all write this down have an instagram victory lane vibes podcast we have a facebook account victory lane vibes podcast we have a twitter account vlv oh, i'm sorry vl vibes podcast um like comment subscribe tell your friends tell everybody we're on spotify we're on apple podcast come give us the love um, you know, we were really excited to get this kicked off the ground. We're gaining traction as we go. 
Um, you know, the more people we get to listen to us, the more fun stuff we get to do. Maybe you can see our logo on a Brad Perez car coming soon in the you know what I'm saying? Get these uh get these views up for us. <laughs> hey, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Look, man, we in the middle of a recession, uh, even though if they won't say that. Hey, when did recreation get passed in Virginia? Let me know. <laughs> what year was that? Is it cheaper for a truck? Raja? I'm I'm sure I'm, I I look I'm sure it is. But also, <laughs> the way my bank account set up. Hey, yeah, for real, bro. Hey, <laughs> Look, right. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> there's a lot of lanes, but yeah. I ain't with that one. Yeah, a lot of lanes. Y'all uh, keep coming back now, you hear? It's um, all love. Mm-hmm. I, you need to flip more cars, sir. Mm-hmm. Come, uh, coming come, out of my budget. coming out the, come out the on, collective uh, budget. Yeah, well, we're gonna sell. We're gonna we're gonna sell Devontae's diecast collection to get yeah, fund exactly rap, to fund the rap. Fund the rap about the truck. Yep. Yeah, I hate to see hey, it, but hey, Jared, I don't mind. Don't mind it. About uh, I got three dollars to the fund. Okay. Uh, that works. Hey, hey Jared, considering what you do for a living, mm. which I won't say, but how, how did you feel about? Was it? I think it was last year when Red Bull Racing they put, you know. Being affiliated with Honda, they put a specific brand on the back of the wings when they were racing in the U.S. rather than Honda. So you know what? Like genuinely, that was dope. The only thing I didn't like is there was no promo around it. On the F1 telecast, they mentioned it once, but that was like the biggest change for uh, the livery for um, yeah. when they came to America last year or in 2021. Um, hopefully they do that again when they come to Coda and hopefully TV like grabs a hold of it. Um, especially now with Red Bull changing, um, engine manufacturers. Um, real quick, what, what brand did they put on the back? Oh, uh, the Macros. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. They put out, yeah, Acura when they raced in the US. Yeah. 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 The the Acura on there. We Um, we also, oh, go ahead. But I, I don't think they can do it because now, even though Honda makes their motors, they're not branded as Honda motors. They're branded as Red Bull motors. So it, it, it was really cool, right? Because was Gap, you know, at Coda, they also had Gasly basically hooning an original NSX. Yep. Around. I remember that. Yeah. And you could see him, like, shifting and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, um, uh, man, Red Bull is just so – uh, just covered in convoluted brand identity BS. But regardless, we we forgot to cover F1, and I'm going to run you down with F1 in about five seconds. You ready? Here we go. Max Verstappen won. That's it. That's, that's all there is to it. He won the sprint by, he won the sprint by 20 seconds. I don't even know what he won the race by. It doesn't even matter, dude. It doesn't matter. F1's a joke. Dude, I, I, this last night, it's, it's garbage. I'll bring it up. I'll bring well, first about F1. 100 lap times got deleted in a 71 lap race. Mm-hmm. Race yeah, control deleting the entire race. I don't know what they were doing. They had the Austrian school for blind children and race control there. That's what all <laughs> I they think could they do. Allowed I, Mike Massey back. I, man, it was it was ridiculous. I'm telling you what. I'm I'm every night before I go to bed, man, on my knees and I'm praying, and I'm just like, please let this dude Max just be like, you know what? I won all the races. I want to. I'm taking the next four or five weeks off, bro. Let 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 um 
let uh let Yuki have that seat for like four weeks after he won the, wins the title. I'm so over this, man. So yeah, like, I'll just um I'll jump in right quick before, same, we, before we end things. This is how trifling Max's lead was. He had a 24 second lead. Um, Checo had the fastest lap. This man pits but he, with three <laughs> laps to go, puts on yeah. softs, and sets the fastest lap coming to the chicken. Oh, that, 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 no, that's that a big move. He made a petty mayonnaise. It's like he this petty. If I'm third, Checo, I'm throwing hands in the paddock. I don't Bro, care. It's, we like the fight. Third, it's like the third time this year that he's done that to him. And and it's just like, bro, they just letting it happen, bro. It's just like, I, me personally, I wouldn't take a level of disrespect. I would, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, me personally, bro, we, we look, we have to have a conversation. <laughs> but, but in my opinion, Max went and won the 21 championship without Checo. He's just treating Checo like dog work. He wouldn't have won that championship without Michael Massey either. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, yeah, so crazy he makes. Is, is Sergio showed up to be a teammate and in hopes that like, okay, I'll get recognized for my efforts and get put on the an even playing field. And then they're, and then you rewind to Miami where like the whole race are basically like giving Checo the wrong information so that Max can catch him. Come on, bro. I, what, what was it? It was Brazil last year when Max already yeah. won championship. Mm-hmm. They trying to lock up constructors. Max, let Checo by. Max just ignores them. Max, I already told you guys, I'm not doing that. Like, like be for bro. real, bro. Hey, and then, and then at, least, at, least Max, at least Max is fast. Imagine George Russell has the same attitude trying to do that stuff. Like, bro. And <laughs> that's the end of our Oh, show. yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, about to, yeah, I'm, about to say, I'm about to say some terrible Too things. Many See y'all there. next week. We love y'all. It's all love. Thank y'all so much for giving us a chance. And we'll talk to y'all post-Atlanta. Have a good one. Yeah.